0: In this week's episode, I'm joined by David Morse, president of New American Dimensions and author of Multicultural Intelligence, Eight Make or Break Rules for Marketing to Race, Ethnicity, and Sexual Orientation. We're going to talk about the intersection of corporate social responsibility and marketing, and I'm going to close by doing something a little bit different this week, a stand-up comedy bit generated by ChatGPT. Hey there, my name is Bernadette Smith. Welcome to 5 Things in 15 Minutes, my weekly show where I bring good vibes to DEI. That is good vibes to diversity, equity, and inclusion with a little dash of corporate social responsibility. What I've found is that there are lots of news stories about what's going wrong in the world and lots of negative data, but there are also a lot of things going right. That's what I like to focus on. I search for DEI stories that we can be inspired by and learn from. My hope is to inspire you to experiment with some of these inclusive actions and policies within your own organization to help you build a more inclusive world. Let's get started. David, will you please tell us about yourself?
1: Thank you, Bernadette. Hi, everyone. I'm David Morse. I, 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 as Bernadette mentioned, I'm president of a, a multicultural market research company called uh, New American Dimensions, and I've been in this space for you know the last 25 years. I've seen a lot of changes, and and uh, keep going.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining with us today. You know, David, I was thinking about the the work that you're doing around multicultural marketing, and I also realize that there are so many things happening in the world where corporations are being called upon to take a stance or or not. You know, there's a lot of anti-LGBTQ legislation, there are states restricting abortion access, restricting uh, voter access. You know, sort of what is the role that you see companies having in sharing the positivity here or not maybe not sharing the positivity because i don't know what that is specifically about those issues but about sort of doing the right thing and speaking out about those challenges that their employees might be facing
1: thank you well it's it's a difficult time right now for marketers america is no news to anybody we are very divided right now. And the way that Americans view DEI initiatives and multicultural marketing is also very divided. You know, I mean, there are there, there are those of us, you know, as an LGBT person, people of color, we like to see ourselves represented. But then there, there is a, a pretty substantial group of Americans tend to be white, tend to be Republican, that do not want to see the kind of diversity or or diversity-inspired initiatives, you know, that have been commonplace, luckily, thank goodness, uh, for so many companies. You know, I think a lot of it, uh, you know, I think we, we, we saw big changes with the murder of George Floyd, you know, where so many of us white folks, you know, saw what a lot of African Americans live with, and that's brutality and, and violence and, uh, we saw firsthand what goes on and a lot of people changed their opinions. It became more, more, more favorable, stronger allies of diversity. And certainly companies were at the forefront of that, but I think there's been a backlash, uh, in the, in, and I think the word woke <laughs> sums it up pretty well, or, or maybe cancel culture. These are views that are held by a lot of people that maybe we've gone, we've gone too far, you know, that, uh, that that teaching diversity things like critical race theory are harmful to young white people. Uh, so um, let, let me pause for a moment.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think that there is definitely a backlash happening and part of that backlash means that we're seeing legislation, which is really impacting traditionally marginalized folks in a disproportionate way. And do you think that companies should be using their marketing dollars as To be speaking out against these
1: issues, I I, I wish they would. I mean, over the years, I've been more of an advocating, uh, an advocate for the need for companies to take a stand in a divided America. I think it's very, very important. And you have, you know, you have companies like Hobby Lobby and Chick Fil A that are affirmedly. Christian companies, they do not have a pro LGBTQ stance. That's not how I live my life. That's not how I feel. But I respect that. Now, on on the other hand, you know, I think it's, it's time for companies that do see an advantage to their company in terms of dollars and cents terms of embracing D&I, certainly in terms of doing what's right and, 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 and lending a hand to groups of people that have been traditionally, you know, that haven't had the benefits of heterosexual, cis, white, white, white people. And, uh, you know, we're definitely seeing a, a trend in that direction. And it seems like a majority of large corporations are, are heading in the direction of inclusivity and diversity. So I, th- I think there's some encouraging signs out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the human rights campaign does have a business statement on LGBTQ equality, I believe it's called, and a lot of major corporations have signed on to that. However, it's not like we're then seeing them speak out as all of these individual, you know, 600 plus bills are popping up all over the country. 650, I believe, so far this year, anti-LGBTQ bills. So what I'm afraid of is Companies sort of signed on to this a- HRC statement, and then they're they're not really doing anything else. And I just think that there's um, a lot of opportunity here, and I think a lot of LGBTQ folks, in particular, are and women, people who menstruate, people who might need reproductive health care. These are folks who are really concerned, and I think that they're, they're expecting
1: more. It's it, it's very concerning. When, when I look to, to to make to make myself happy you know to feel less scared is I look at Gen Z and I look at some of the studies that have been done with Gen Z because I think we're seeing signs and it particularly in areas like sexual orientation acceptance of people that uh, that, that are are not you know, heterosexual, and, and, and especially in the area of, of gender diversity and embracing that. People my age just have, have problems with that, you know, but, but young people do not. I just saw a study that said that some, I, I believe it was 25-ish, 25% of Gen Z people believe that uh, or consider themselves to be along the spectrum of gender, of being non-binary, which is an amazing change. It's very difficult for boomers to wrap their arms around. But I think for those of us that are looking for answers and kind of looking to where we're going, I think it's, it, it speaks very well of this generation. And I think it, it it speaks very favorably of a future where inclusivity is going to be more the norm and less the trigger of opposition, if you will.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the census tells us that nearly 50% of Gen Z are people of color. Um, So me and just thinking about that as a demographic um, is pretty shocking and uh, beautiful. And I think it's really between that and over 20% of them identifying as somewhere LGBTQ+ there's no doubting the diversity um, that's there. So it's really going to be exciting to, to watch how our industry continues to evolve and how companies continue to respond. Because what I think is beautiful about these younger folks is that they are unapologetic about who they are and what they're looking for in work. And of course, there are some who are, you know, don't feel safe being their authentic selves, of course. But I think that there are a lot of them who are really looking to fully express all of themselves, even at work. So it will be a beautiful evolution.
1: I agree. I mean, it it is a dangerous time to be a transgender person right now. You know, I, I, I mean, violence is up. It's higher. I believe it's higher than it's ever been. So there's that dynamic, but by the same token, you know, I think that younger, this new generation, I remember when I came out of the closet to my parents a long time ago in this, you know, I grew up in Manchester, New Hampshire, to be gay back then was, was, you were not accepted, you were beat up, you know, and uh, it's not the case as much. Things have really, really changed. And I think that we're going to see changes in gender and acceptance of gender diversity, like we have in the past, you know, like we saw in the past with, with, with sexual orientation, but these things take time. But I think it, Dr. Martin Luther King said that, uh, you know, we, we see ups and downs, but the, the flow of social justice, I, f- I forget how he arc, it, the arc over the long run is in the right direction.
0: Yep. It, yes.
1: Evidence of that.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. And, um, you know, speaking of trans folks in the trans community, this past Friday was Transgender Day of Visibility. And in the Five Things newsletter, I introduced readers to five different trans folks who I encourage you to follow and support. And we'll make sure those trans folks are in the show notes as well. But I'll tell you their names uh, Celia Daniels, Robbie Samuels, Ashley Brundage. Lily Zhang and Rhodes Perry are all amazing leaders. Please learn about them in the show notes. Some of them have books. Um, so please support those folks. That's the call to action for this week because the trans community is definitely under attack for sure. So David, before we move on to my uh, chat GPT generated up comedy bit, will you tell folks what's giving you hope? I mean, Gen Z obviously is giving you hope. What else is giving you hope in this
1: work? I think, um, you know, look, look at Time Magazine. This, this this most recent episode, I'm sorry, this m- most recent edition of Time Magazine is about Bad Bunny, and uh, it is entirely in Spanish. First time in Time Magazine's history was a, a, as a cover been in Spanish. The, the country is changing, and we are, you know, some of us more than others. Some of us it takes time, but we are embracing we're embracing that change. People are talking about things that didn't get talked about. More and more white folks are talking about, uh, you know, the danger of driving while black and things like that, that were not part of our universe, wasn't part of our cognition 25 years ago. You know, we're talking about Asian hate and stop Asian hate. And we're becoming more and more aware of issues that just never get talked about. And I think that's a really good sign. You know, there's a consciousness.
0: Did I read that your husband is Native American? Yes. I wish we were talking more about their experiences.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've we've done, in fact, I've done uh, a lot of studies uh, talking to Native Americans about, about uh their experience. You know, it, it's funny what's what what's going on now with the, the denial of critical race theory and uh you know talking about the, the unique history of African Americans. And you know we, we, we probably don't talk enough about the history of Native Americans. That was pure out genocide. You know, and we're certainly seeing the results. It, it is the most socioeconomically disadvantaged multicultural segment in the in, in the United States. And uh you know, hopefully, as we move forward, more and more stuff that never got talked about before—you know, in polite company, so to speak—right—is is, sure. is going to start getting talked about, and, and awareness will will raise. And 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 I do think, you know, alluding back to Dr. King, you know, I think a, a awareness of how other people live and their unique circumstances and hardships—I think we're becoming collectively more and more aware of how other people live, and that's important you know?
0: Absolutely. It is so important. And so David, to, to close, how can folks find you? How can folks contact you?
1: Uh, well, my, I, my, uh, my websites, uh, I, I have a website a little pretentiously named, uh, David Morse author.com, but there's information on my books and, uh, there's some videos there and, uh, lots of information. Uh, I'm, I'm also kind of a, uh, I was a hack historian, but I have a master in history. I've written a lot about uh, racial history because I, that always interested me too. How did we get to where we are? You know, and that's why it makes me so angry now that we're talking about not teaching history the way it really happened because it's so important. So anyway, you know, I wrote a book on American legacy: racism, nativism, and white supremacy that people might want to check out, as well as my marketing book. Uh,
0: Awesome. Thank you for sharing that, David.
1: David at newamericanddimensions.com if you want to reach out or David at davidmorrisauthor.com.
0: Perfect. We will make sure that gets in the show notes. All right, folks. So I am going to uh, perform. I'm not a stand-up comic at all, but I'm going to perform this chat GPT generated stand-up comedy bit. I asked uh, you know, last week I was trying to come up with stories for five things, and you know, sometimes these stories are hard to find. Sometimes it's hard to find good vibes in DEI. One of the things I decided to play around with was having some fun with Chat GPT. So I asked them to give me a stand-up comedy bit about diversity. Hey, folks, how's everyone doing tonight? So I'm a big Believer in diversity. I mean, who doesn't love variety, right? It's like going to an all you can eat buffet and only sticking to one dish. Come on, mix it up a bit. But you know what's funny about diversity? It's that people always talk about it like it's this magical thing that just happens on its own. Like, oh, we just need to be more diverse. Yeah, because the diversity fairy is going to come down and sprinkle some magic dust on us, and suddenly we'll have a rainbow of different backgrounds and perspectives. No, folks, diversity takes effort. It takes intentionality. You can't just wish for it and expect it to happen. It's, it's like planting a garden. You have to prepare the soil, choose the right seeds, water, and fertilize it regularly and keep those pests away. Otherwise, you'll end up with a bunch of weeds and dead plants. (laughs) (laughs) And let's be real. Sometimes diversity can be messy. It's like trying to mix oil and water. It doesn't always blend seamlessly. But that's okay, because when you have different people with different ideas, you're going to have some disagreements. And that's when the real magic happens. When you can come together and find common ground, despite your differences. So let's embrace diversity, folks. Let's mix it up and create something beautiful. And if you see the diversity fairy, tell her to stop by my house. (laughs) I can use some more diversity in my life. Thank you and good night. (laughs) Thank you, David. And thank you, everyone, for joining 5 Things in 15 Minutes. If you don't already subscribe to the 5 Things newsletter, you can subscribe at 5ThingsDei.com. Have a great week.
1: Bye everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to 5 Things in 15 Minutes. I hope you found yourself inspired by at least one of this week's stories. If you did, would you mind sharing it with a colleague and leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform? And if you don't already get my 5 Things newsletter, join at 5 I'm Bernadette Smith. And I'll see you next week right here for 5 Things in 15 Minutes, bringing good vibes to DEI.